like my father was in East Tennessee Land of home free Spent time as a kid Hills of Carolina Mountains and valleys there There's no place finer Till my time keeps ticking away I'll just keep on Hello. I don't even know how to say hello. Let's do this. Yeah, I was like, wait, is she <laughs> muted? <laughs> no, I was frozen, not my computer, just myself. Yeah. I was like, oh God, computer froze again. Let's no, <laughs> try that again. It was hello. Hey like, guys. <laughs> how is everybody? <laughs> how are you all doing? We're doing great in case you can't yes. tell. Look, I'm so excited today. I just got off the phone with my friend, Sarah. I came up with this amazing idea. You know, we need to get all this crap out of our house, especially me after a divorce. And I hate doing yard sales. You have to like attract people and get people to come to your house. Yes, like it's a lot and it's hard to get traffic. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to rent a booth at a flea market. I got buy one, get one weekend free. And I'm pumped. Literally, the flea market wasn't open today. We were setting up and I sold stuff to the manager. I've already made sales. Oh my God. Killing it. Yes. Girl boss. (laughs) Yes. And so what that's going to enable is this extra closet that I have in my my main area of my bedroom, main bedroom area. (laughs) (laughs) That's correct. Just not trying to use the word master, y'all. Um, yep. I have this extra closet now, and so I'm going to turn it into the podcast closet, like officially. <laughs> I might even pad it with pillows. I got enough extra ones. <laughs> we love it. The ex-husband's closet is now the podcast closet officially. Yes, it's, it's already more successful than him. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going. I love it. Um, it is a Friday night. Sarah and I are, of course, apart in our respective. Well, she's in her ex-husband slash podcast studio closet. I'm in my only closet because I live in an apartment in DC. Um, and it's Friday night. And as you guys know, if you haven't seen uh, the trends on TikTok, Friday nights are for solo date nights with yourself. So that's what we're doing. That's what we're all doing. Girls and gays, listen up. Boys, you can do it too. That's fine. Self-care, we love it. So I I ordered sushi in, I've got my wine, I'm recording my podcast, which is obviously self-care. I'm going to take a bath later. Friday nights are for for staying in. My teenager and all my dogs are asleep in the living room. I made myself a cheese board to eat by myself. Yes. (laughs) And opened a bottle of Riscato. So living it up. I don't need anybody to share a cheese board with. I will make my own. We're not sharing our cheese board or our sushi or our wine with anybody. <laughs> it's for us. For us. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, but you um, know. No, you go. <laughs> listen up. Seriously. This is our, the fourth recording. And, you know, we just want to give a shout out and a thanks. From day one, when the intro dropped, what we had really hoped would you know, start to happen organically did. We had listeners reaching out. We had people who know us, family members reaching out and just really providing some positive feedback, accolades. 
people sharing their story and like deep diving because they'd never felt comfortable talking about it before. And I mean, it literally was emotional for Morgan and I to be like, this is why we're doing this. This is why we're exposing ourselves. This is why we're speaking out. Yeah. Yeah. The stories were, were just like incredible. And just like hearing that so many people have also like not felt like they could talk about this stuff is the most validating thing ever. Um, Cause yeah, that's, that's our whole point for being here is like, this stuff is not normal. This isn't family drama. Like we shouldn't be told that we can't talk about this stuff. So just like the response from you guys has just been incredible. So thank you. Um, we want to hear more. Please reach out to us. Yeah. Um, and we did. We wanted to actually share one of the stories. Um, it's it's a little heavy. Uh, deals with cancer and death. Um, but we wanted to share it because it was it was really sweet. And um, yeah, I guess just just validating. So I'm going to read it. This is from um, a dear friend named Delaney. She said, hey, y'all, I just listened to Sunday's episode and wanted to thank you for your candor and laughter and for bringing light to such difficult topics. Knowing there are people out there who have been through these things and are still open and kind and beautiful people means more than you both know. I also wanted to thank you for bringing up estrangement and grieving. I lost my favorite and closest cousin to cancer in 2016, and our families were and still are estranged, which made it really difficult not being allowed to go to the funeral finding out about the death on social media, etc. Hearing you talk about not feeling guilty for that kind of stuff made me feel really seen. And I really appreciate the work that y'all are doing with this podcast and by creating this community. Looking forward to laughing, crying, and growing with y'all more as you continue this pod. Big hugs. It literally gives me chill bumps, Delaney. And when I saw that email, I immediately like texted Morgan and I was like, oh my gosh, read this. Like, this is the reason. This is the purpose. Like these feelings we have, these experiences, we want people to outreach to us, you know, reach out, have a community. Like it, it is hard to talk about and share, especially whenever the family that you're talking about is still around. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just like her mentioning like guilt, I think like that's something Sarah and I talk about often, like guilt and shame are probably like the strongest feelings that we feel about our family trauma, like the overarching main feelings. Um, and the guilt, the, the guilt is a hard one. Like, I mean, you can, I've talked about it in therapy with multiple therapists. Um, and you know, it's, it's kind of always just like, you, you just can't feel guilty, you know? And like my affirmation that we mentioned a few episodes ago, like you're not responsible for other people's well-being, whatever it's easier said than done. Like that guilt is so hard and just touching on like the really complicated feelings with death, you know, losing a a loved one is hard enough, but when you're dealing with family members who, you know, you've been estranged from, or, you know, you, you don't have a relationship with for whatever reasons, like that stuff is fucking complicated and hard. And especially when you feel feelings that you feel like you shouldn't feel towards death. And then that comes with the guilt. Like that stuff is, is difficult. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, real life for me, my mother is in the hospital this year for the 16th time because of infections, because she's a user that's active. And every day I have depression and guilt because of it, whether I spend my time with her, whether I don't, because I need to take care of myself and my son. It's deep. 
it's hard, like to get through these emotions and, you know, feeling responsible. And you can say, oh, you shouldn't be and you can do all the positive things and be like Morgan, who got another new therapist, which I'm so proud of her because I've still not done my homework. Again, <laughs> if anyone knows a therapist that does like virtual se- sessions, please hit me up. I am in the market. Um, but, you know, it's it's all those extra feelings that you should never have to go through when you're going through a grieving process. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, on a side note, Sarah, I, I haven't even told you this. This is going to be your first time hearing this Hi. on the pod. I know, I know I told you I got a new therapist and this therapist is actually covered 100% by um, insurance. So we love that. Yes. Um, fucking she has a British accent. Nuh-uh. And I did my first session and I was like, bitch, I don't think I can ever go back to having a therapist with an American accent. Like I love a British accent. Yes. Like, she has to be my therapist forever. Like from that, like, or I have to only have British therapist period. I mean, she has like, to make no things sound better and interesting. No, she does. Yeah. And, and more soothing and just, yeah. Validating. There's no going back. I have reached peak <laughs> therapist just because she has a British accent. I love that. I love it. How amazing. Oh, I'm not yes. over that. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy for you. Good work doing the research and continuing to reach out because, you know, like a lot of Americans, Morgan and I have struggled with finding therapists that would be covered by insurance. A lot of times we pay out of pocket, which is difficult. So it is not easy. It is hard to no. take care of your mental health. Yeah. The, I will say one of the few positives to come from COVID is a therapy being like um, virtual now. Like my insurance only covers virtual mental health uh, visits. 100%. Otherwise I'd have to pay a copay. And I think it's because of COVID. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it was like a COVID response. Yeah. yeah. So we love that. We're grateful yeah. for that. One um, positive outcome. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So this week we are talking about Thanksgiving. By the time this comes out, this will, it'll be like, what, two weeks until Thanksgiving? A little less than two weeks, I believe. Yeah, everybody will be like starting to get their shopping list together, making their plans, sending their invites. But the cool mm-hmm. part is we don't call it Thanksgiving in our family, <laughs> or at least Morgan and I do not. <laughs> we have a we don't. name. <laughs> we do. And I, I do. I, I, we can't credit ourselves. I feel like this is from How I Met Your Mother. Is that correct? I've never actually even watched that show. I think show. it is. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I think it is from there as well. But we we do. We call it Slapsgiving because it very much always has been Slapsgiving. I mean, there's been events that coined that name in our family gatherings. So mm-hmm. before I Met Your Mother came out, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. So holidays are difficult in our family. And I would imagine, I mean, I think it's a pretty common thing that, you know, it's known that holidays come with a lot of mixed emotions. There's excitement, but there's also stress. Um, Our Thanksgivings, like I rarely am looking forward to Thanksgiving because it's, it's never, I mean, there were years when I was like, okay, like, I mean, as a kid, I was always excited. And, you know, I, I feel like I, years after being a kid, I would still get excited. But it was very much like, oh, I really hope this year is going to be different. Maybe this year will be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And 
there definitely has to be other people that experience this like the holidays for Morgan and I are like never really a positive thing it's so much anxiety Mm. so much stress like there's really not a whole lot about it that I look forward to unless I can just spend it like we did during COVID with just Morgan (laughs) thank you COVID for one other good thing for a break yeah exactly Yeah, I feel like I've had like coworkers and like even like friends throughout the year in college, whatever. They're like, oh, I can't wait. Can't wait to go home for the holidays and see my family. Like, are you excited to see your family for the holidays? And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, I'm not excited at all because that shit is stressful and somebody's going to get slapped or somebody's going to get screamed at or both or all the above. Like, (laughs) no, I'm not excited. It's fucking stressful. Like literally the people that plan for like Christmas for like two months. I I mean, it's just like, it's a trigger for me. I'm just like, maybe I'll put a tree up this year. Maybe I won't. I don't really know. I have a lot of like very negative memories around holiday gatherings. Um, But you know, what's unique about Morgan and I's family is it started out when Morgan was a baby, we had a huge family gathering because we had like some blended families going on like there was you know more than one family that would come and as the years have dwindled down (laughs) it's only a couple of people now so like gradually people just kind of dropped off maybe a couple passed away but it was really more attrition because of what would happen during the gatherings (laughs) and people would Mm -hmm. be like I really stuck my neck out coming this last time, but I can't do it anymore. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like I tried, wanted to see y'all, but like, sorry, I'm not coming anymore to your all's Thanksgiving. (laughs) That one sealed the deal. We can't blame you. Yeah, we can't blame you. (laughs) Literally every year, you know, growing up, like I always was like, is my mom going to be sober? Because I mean, probably holidays are a stress, more of a stressor for her, more of a trigger for her. And, you know, when you're an alcoholic or when you're a user, like, you know, that's your coping mechanism. So like my mom was rarely sober on any major holiday. Um, and I mean, like maybe Christmas, Christmas morning, she was usually, um, sober, but like Thanksgiving's like, by the time like they've cooked their dishes that they're going to bring. And by the time we fucking get over there by like noon, like my mom usually was very Look, far from. Let's sober, just go sober. ahead and break it down. My mom was the same way is the same way when she shows up now. Um, which yeah. Hasn't been much lately, but there would be this food y'all. <laughs> okay. Look. Our family did not inherit the good cooking genes. Morgan <laughs> and I have gone out of our way to be good chefs <laughs> and learn how to work with food. Um, we would be eating this like maybe meat, dry ass shit that maybe had some salt and pepper on it. Salt and pepper chicken, maybe. Dry um, as hell. White people like, shit. Like you're like gagging, trying to swallow <laughs> the turkey. You know what I mean? And not only was it already cooked wrong, then it's got to sit there for two hours because we have these family members that are never on time. Like we're not allowed to eat without them. So <laughs> we have all the hot dishes are cold by the time we get to eat. Everybody's on edge because everybody's stressing and talking shit about the people that are late. <laughs> and then they're hangry because we're all starving. We, we were supposed to eat at noon. Now it's 2.30. Everybody's mad as hell. Everybody's hungry as hell. We're all getting pissed. Like it's, 
a, nor- a quote unquote normal family without the levels of addiction and generational trauma and <laughs> mental illness care. would already have. <laughs> it's not good. Damn. I don't know if everyone else agrees in our family that the food isn't that good, though. Uh, I don't know either. It's, I think they think it's good. I, I will say that the dish your mom always brings, which is so bizarre. I actually grew to love and now I kind of so, crave it. <laughs> no, literally she, she does a, um, what's it called? A pea salad. Pea salad. <laughs> and it's literally like, and maybe this is some Southern shit. I don't know, but it's literally like lettuce, peas. It's layered. It's like fucking iceberg lettuce, peas, uh, what? Some kind of salad dressing, mayo. No, it's not. No, Sarah, it's not salad dressing. It's fucking mayonnaise. <laughs> like, no shit. It's literally iceberg lettuce, peas, tomatoes. a shit ton of mayonnaise, and some tomatoes and red onions on top, and cheese. And then you will not find cheese. this recipe online. Okay, this is not normal pea dip. This is like <laughs> our family special. And like, it sounds gross as hell. And like, it, sh- it should be, but like I did, gr- I did grow to like it. I, I like it. It's weird. I always get some. And, and what's crazy is like, people be like, oh, is your mom bringing her pea salad? And I'm like, yeah, it's like a, it's like a beloved thing. <laughs> strangely enough, but it's just fucking some vegetables and mayonnaise. Let's and eat cheese. some peas and mayonnaise with lettuce and put some cheese on top, like shredded cheese. And you know, half the time our turkey would be coming from like two hours away. Yes, from the Process distant that. family. <laughs> exactly. So it was the distant family who, well, we'll have to get in there. But Look, they, they're yes, always they're from, late. They are in a different time zone. Does that mean? They, it's like, a, it's not even a two hour drive though. <laughs> like they're chronically late. And, but the the good thing is that the, the patriarch of this distant family, he lived in Louisiana for a while. So he always did it he would usually do a Cajun fried turkey. And that actually was pretty good. Yeah, that was the only time we had some good turkey, for sure. Although it probably would have been better fresh before it (laughs) made the drive. (laughs) But it was always pretty good. I don't know how nobody ever got sick. Speaking of, (laughs) can we talk about condiments really quick? Oh, my God. (laughs) So... Our Nana would host all these huge family events. Like I said, back in the day when Morgan was a baby, there would be like dozens of people there. And so she always had like every condiment. Well, a couple of years ago, Morgan and I were staying at her house and being nice. And Morgan was in town, yada, yada. Maybe I was in town. I don't know. I moved around at some point. And I go to get a condiment out and I noticed that it had been expired for a few years. And so then I get concerned because, you know, elderly, like, foodborne illness, real thing. And yeah. so we have some wine and we start going through all the condiments in this refrigerator door. <laughs> like, oh my God. So, and, and this is probably like a generational thing. Like I bet other people's grandparents also yes. have the same shit. Like it's like depression era kid shit. Yes. There were condiments from before I was born. Like, <laughs> no, like I'm not even exaggerating. Like no. from the nineties. Yes. Like we were like, we, I mean, it it started becoming like a fun thing. We're like, where's the expiration date? Where is it? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're like looking like, what's the oldest thing? Like this barbecue sauce is from 1999. Like over 20 years old, (laughs) y'all. I was like, I haven't seen this label in a long time. Where is it from? (laughs) 
we're like, Nana, honey, we're cleaning out your fridge because good. this is it's still good. <laughs> it doesn't really expire, which honestly, with the preservatives in our food in America, she's probably not wrong. She probably would have been fine, but we we had a whole trash bag full of condiments. <laughs> that were that was rough to 20 to five years old. <laughs> yeah, literally. Insane. So, so, so Thanksgiving's, you know, the food's not that great. Somebody's multiple people are, are going to not be sober. Um, you have already difficult family dynamics, you know, people are hangry, stressed, whatever. Um, and I mean, just, I'm trying to think like there was one year when somebody, I won't name names was very messed up. And the justification was that they had had um, tooth, they had a toothache and they actually took too many pain pills for their toothache. That that's our Nana's excuse. Mm-hmm. Always the optimist. Yeah, it was an accident. They just had a really bad toothache and I was pissed because this person passed out and kind of made a scene and embarrassed me um, <laughs> all over a toothache. Um, but yeah, I'm on, never I'm, seen every- pain pills that strong. <laughs> Liz, I'm about to give me a toothache. <laughs> just kidding um but you know every year like someone is going to get into a screaming altercation oftentimes a physical altercation my mom and her distant cousin they don't get along well one of them they have very different political views and sometimes when that gets brought when they get you know that starts going off people start slapping each other yep people have walked out People have gotten up from the dinner table. They haven't even finished their plate yet. And I mean, like we said, the food's not that great. So they're not <laughs> missing out on too much. People have left fucking mid-meal Thanksgiving because of an of arguments. I've seen people leave, then come back, then leave <laughs> again, then come back. Like, and we're just here like trying to make this all okay. Like, everybody calm down. Nana's upset. Like, <laughs> let's just get through this one meal. <laughs> Like once a year. And what's fucking crazy is like some crazy shit will happen. Like somebody's screaming at each other, you know, saying the worst things possible, maybe even slapping each other. And then like five minutes later, we're all just supposed to be like, anyway, so oh, who's playing in the Super Bowl? You know, like we're just supposed to pretend like it didn't happen and like everything's normal and it's fine. Yes. Which is like the which is like it's like low key kind of gaslighting. Because I'm like, okay. Well, I just watched my mom slap her cousin, and she's also not sober. Which is like a male-female altercation, which makes it even yeah. worse, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, so I'm just supposed to sit here and, like, talk about my classes and, like, pretend like everything's fine and just carry on small talk? Like, yeah. And then you get asked, out. are you not hungry? What's wrong, Morgan? <laughs> are you not hungry? You don't want seconds? I'm like, no, bitch, my anxiety levels are <laughs> off the charts right now. <laughs> That makes all messed up. It is doing all kinds of crazy shit from the stress hormones in my body right now. I'm not hungry. Yes, exactly. I lost my appetite when person A started slapping person B. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh. And and during the whole altercation, the messed upness, the place has to stay very clean. We have a very clean family. And so oh like, like and to the point where like 
it, that probably is like a level of mental illness too. Like no shit. The level of like nothing can be out of place. Germs, like it's it's very extreme. Not one crumb can be on the floor while we're all sitting down eating. It all has to be wiped up, cleaned up. Everything has to be pristine, washed. No dishes in the sink while we're trying to eat a meal. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's no like stressful. oh. Oh, let's visit and eat and enjoy each other's company and be present. And then we'll clean up the mess afterwards. No, it's like, as soon as you're done eating your food, if you're not getting seconds or thirds, you need to clean up your mess immediately. And there's no relaxing until everything is perfectly pristine. No, no. Which I, I mean, now that I'm saying that out loud, like I have a very hard time relaxing unless my own apartment is perfectly clean. Like if things, if there's any little bit of clutter, like even just now for my little Friday night solo date, I was like getting ready to like sit down and eat my sushi. And I had some dumplings, which like obviously are hot. And I literally had to take like 10 minutes to like hang up my jacket, you know, move a few things around. And my apartment stays like perfectly clean anyways, Mm -hmm. but I had a few things out of place and I was like, it's got to Got to be put up before I can relax, yep. which is crazy, which is crazy. Yeah, but I do the same Wonder thing. where I got that from. Like if yeah, I cook, I, I want all the dishes done before I sit down so I can relax and sit down and eat. Like if there's stuff that yes. has to be done, it like subliminally just like stresses me out. So I guess it was bred into us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's very clear where that comes from. I eat cold food all the time because I have to clean before I eat yeah. the food that I just made. Like that's a, we need to work on that. We're going to yeah, work, we on need that. To work on that. Like at this point, I can't eat normal temperature food because it's too hot for my mouth. Cause I'm so used to eating cold food. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. Oh, literally, literally. Truly. It's a problem. It's so bad. Yeah. So there's no relaxing. When you know, what's on holidays. funny is like, so I don't know if anybody else experiences this, but so we have obviously alcoholism and illicit drug you know, addictions in our family. And, and for some reason, the people that are actively suffering with addiction always pretend to not know about it. Like if you're Mm -hmm. actively drinking, like suddenly like my mom, like knows nothing about alcohol and we pretend we don't drink. And it's like, bitch, you're drunk right now (laughs) at Thanksgiving. And so Morgan and I went through this for years and years and we got old enough to drink. And for years and years, it was like, Oh, no alcohol, no alcohol like three years ago I was like guess what Nana plank here's our alcohol that we're gonna drink in front of you at this gathering today yes yeah no no literally which is so insane because I'm sure so many families enjoy alcohol beverages on their holidays as they should I love alcohol I was a bartender I mean you've worked in the food industry as well like I appreciate alcohol like I enjoy a good drink to relax and the fact that we were never allowed there was never alcohol Mm -hmm. at any of our thanksgivings but a lot of people were fucked up yeah but not because it was there like I want to join and have a little bit of a happy buzz and not pretend like we don't know what alcohol is while we're shit ass drunk (laughs) (laughs) exactly so so that's what happened so finally yeah three years ago Sarah and I were like you know what we have to go to Nana's Thanksgiving always fucking sucks everything sucks this is stressful as hell we're bringing alcohol like we're we're doing it sorry we're gonna normalize drinking in moderation yes because that's not normal in this family no and we did and that was step one to taking our power back for the holidays I don't even remember what we brought but we brought something. Good. I don't know. But we, 
they try to make you feel guilty about it. It's like, wait, I don't have a problem. Like I can moderate myself and be cool and like not let it get out of hand and not do it too frequently. Like I do not need to feel shame for that, but we were always shamed for it. And it's like, mm, no, this is average. This is normal. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. Our, you, literally our Nana would always be like, oh, you're having a drink. And I'm like, yes. Your daughters are fucked up right now. Um, if I want one or two drinks to deal with the fact that that's happening and you're pretending like it's not, that's, I'm going to do that. Which was really cool until the next year when our mothers caught on to what we were doing and um, brought some laundry room liquor and was shooting it. <laughs> <laughs> so then we had like fucked up plus more. <laughs> Yeah, so they had already done their normal amounts for a holiday, and then they're like, oh, <laughs> there's more here. Don't show Nana. Don't show Nana. Let me get this coffee cup and go do a couple shots while she's not looking. <laughs> we were like, this is not what we intended. We wanted to make this casual. Now y'all are acting like we're freshmen in college, taking shots in the laundry room. It's like four roses or something. And I was just like, God damn, that's the thing about like someone who actually <laughs> suffers from alcoholism, like my mom with liquor. It's like, there is no shot glass. Like a pint <laughs> is a shot glass. It's like, how much did you just drink out of that? Like what? Yeah. And it's like, we spent a little bit of money because we were going to like casually drink this. If we knew that you were going to be fucking binging alcoholism in and up we would have bought the cheap shit for you kessler's <laughs> like don't be chugging my four roses no small bad abused for sure yeah we're like damn we would have gotten you some fucking talkie or whatever that really cheap vodka is <laughs> exactly some bartons uh, man <laughs> oh god bartons every flavor imaginable and you know that's the funny thing is like I have seen my mother drink repetitively every day, like so much liquor, get up, go to work, do the same thing the next day. If I drink once in a week, like it takes me four days to recover. I think I got the broken like version of the bodies for this family because I don't know how she functioned. <laughs> I don't know how she functions. No, no, me neither. My mom the same. I mean, she would drink at least a six pack every single night and then go to wake and and the thing about my parents they wake up early as hell they wake up at my whole life they would wake up at like 5 a.m i know why now because they was dehydrated and they need some water <laughs> <laughs> no literally but my mom would go to work every single day and i'm like i can't i couldn't even do that as an 18 year old hardly mm -hmm. i mean i guess i did but like still i'm like you're middle aged You've had a child. You've done all kinds of shit. I'm over here in my prime and I cannot drink like you and wake up and function like you. Like, yeah, we got the bad genes for sure. Maybe it's happened. the blessing. Maybe it's the good genes because now we can't be alcoholics. But speaking of waking up early in the drinking in Morgan's house, that was always a fun surprise. The shower. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, which part? What are you talking about? The downstairs shower. Oh, how there are always beer bottles? Yes. Yeah, my mom went through this weird thing where she would hide her beer bottles. There's also some hoarding going on, like we mentioned with our grandfather, like definitely some hoarding. But you could look under the couch. There would be 
copious empty beer bottles. You would look in the side of the recliner, like the, the pouch in the recliner, empty beer bottles. You would look in our cabinets, our kitchen cabinets, empty beer bottles. Underneath the, the bathroom sink cabinet, like I'm not kidding, like 20 empty beer bottles. In the shower where, you know, people put their shampoo and conditioner, <laughs> there would be four or five empty beer bottles. Under her bed, empty beer bottles. I never understood that. I'm like, are we saving these to go cash them in for change, for reset? Like, what's what's going on? Like, I don't know if it was like hiding it from my dad. I don't know. It's weird because my mom used to do the same thing. She went through this airplane bottle, like, phase where she would only buy airplane bottles. And you would just find those empty bitches everywhere. Even out on the street, she was littering. You could tell where we lived. Like, just look for the Shaloshkis or whatever vodka bottles. <laughs> There's a trail. And it's like, also, whenever my parents would drink at home, they would hide it beside the microwave. Like, you would never see alcohol, maybe beer, but you'd never see liquor in the house because it was always hidden. So then they would go unhide it, take a drink, and then rehide it. And so I kind of have this joke where I'm like, see my liquor cart right here? You want to know how you don't know or how you know someone's not an alcoholic? They have alcohol in their home <laughs> because when you are it's an played. alcoholic, you can't keep it. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. And like, I mean, now that I'm like hearing us talk about this out loud, uh, it's interesting because clearly like it was never okay to drink at all in our family. I mean, our, our Nana is very religious, very conservative when it comes to like religion, essentially. Um and so, like, she never condoned drinking at all. She was very much like, drinking is bad, which is just strange because her both of her daughters, you know, are alcoholics. And we never normalized, like, my parents didn't, your parents didn't, mm -hmm. obviously our grandparents didn't, never normalized just like, yeah, drinking is fine in moderation. Like, there is a healthy way to drink. You can have a, you know, there was never like a glass of wine at dinner mm -hmm. or anything like that. Like it was, it was very much like drinking is bad. You don't do it. And if you do it, you hide it, which is yeah. the most unhealthy thing ever. Cause it's yes. like, no, let's normalize drinking in moderation and drinking to like, you know, enjoy yourself with, with socially, with family, with friends, with loved ones, whatever, not just like chugging nasty shit to get yeah. fucked up and lying about it. Like in high insight for the first few years of my child's life, I like wouldn't drink around him especially once he was like old enough to know what it was. And then I was like, this, maybe this isn't healthy. Maybe <laughs> you should know that these things are normal and it can happen in moderation because I mean, that's what I grew up around. So I was like, I'm just not going to do it around him. And it's like, wait, no, that's not good for him. <laughs> let's, um, yeah. let's show him how to do this appropriately and not hide it. But you know, exactly. My mom is the queen of denial. She'll be drunk as shit and be like, I didn't drink anything. I mean, she will deny, yeah. deny, deny, hide, hide, hide. And it's just like, you just told me and admitted, but you don't remember that you just told me and admitted. So we're still going to pretend that this didn't happen. <laughs> Are we going back down that rabbit trail? <laughs> like, yeah, well, told exactly. you. you did. You told me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's really the wildest thing. Like, yeah, I've actually never sat down and thought about the fact that like drinking was never, there were never drinks with dinner. There were never like social gatherings with drinks. It was very much like I knew my mom was drinking, but she was hide trying to hide it from me. And my dad, like he, he was never, he's never been much of a drinker. Like he will drink, but like just never much of a drinker. I had to like learn to like, like alcohol on my own and like learn to appreciate it on my own. Cause yeah, there was, 
it was just never like a normal, Mm -mm. this is just like what adults do. They have a drink, you know, they enjoy wine, whatever. Like that was never a thing, which is so weird to think about. Yeah. Cause well, there never was casual drinking in moderation. It was either Mm -hmm. zero or a (laughs) hundred. It never stopped. Like there was no, let me just have a glass. No. Right. And it was just total denial of like, I'm not drinking any alcohol. Drinking any alcohol is bad, even though I'm drinking alcohol every day, but I'm going (laughs) to lie about it and not admit that I'm drinking alcohol every day. Like it's so weird. Pretend that I don't know about it. What's alcohol? What is it? What? Four roses. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. My mom would oftentimes like go into the garage to drink. Mm-hmm. So just to hide it from me, which is just so weird. Like it would have been so normal to be like, oh, I'm an adult. I just came home after work. I'm going to have a beer. Yeah. You know, because yeah. oftentimes like you do read about families or, or people who realize like, oh, yeah, like, you know, my family has alcoholics in it because, you know, we would have family gatherings and, you know, everyone would drink their own bottle of wine. And then I started to realize like, oh, they're actually an alcoholic, whatever. But like, yeah, we didn't watch any actual drinking be normalized. It's just so crazy. No, it was, it was very, very weird and backwards. So weird. Yeah. So yeah, we now know that and we know that it affected us and we're processing it and still getting through <laughs> it because a lot of this stuff that we talk about, Morgan and I haven't talked about in years or have never talked about. We just, yeah. you know, it's, um, we're being very candid with everyone and ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, so, okay. So back to Thanksgiving. So that year we took our power. We, we thought we were going to take our power back by bringing in our own alcohol to be like, let's normalize it. But then, yeah, what happened was turned into the laundry room. The shot room was the laundry room. <laughs> Still hide it from Nana. When our whole point was like, no, we're going to show Nana that like we can drink in moderation because we're adults and this mm-hmm. is normal. So that backfired. But then two years ago, the Thanksgiving before COVID, um, Sarah had just finished her beautiful home that she built on property. So we were like, you know what? Let's let's switch it up. Let's switch the vibes. You know, clearly having Thanksgiving at Nana's <laughs> has never gone well. Let's let's change the location. Let's mm-hmm. host it at Sarah's house, new house. It'll be less work for Nana anyways, and you know, in her older age. So we decided we're fucking, we're fucking running the show, bitches. Sarah mm-hmm. and I are hosting Thanksgiving at Sarah's. Y'all come over here. Don't bring anything. Exactly. For the love of God, don't bring your cookie. No, nothing. We will handle it all. At this time, Sarah was married to her third husband, who was a chef. So, you know, he was he was handling a lot of the, the food. I I was like. Listen, we ain't got no family traditions other than getting fucked up and slapping people and arguing <laughs> people. I'm going to start my own. I was single too this Thanksgiving. I was like, I'm starting my own tradition. So I decided that I was going to bake this um, pecan pie cheesecake. And so I baked it at Sarah's house. I was like, the only way to do this, ironically, is to get wine drunk. So like I got and wine look, drunk. And we happy drink. Like we enjoy yes. happy drinking. We never sad drink or cope drink. We try to keep ourselves out of that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We're fun drunks. So, you know, we're over here like prepping for Thanksgiving the next day. I'm over here baking my pecan pie cheesecake, which turned out phenomenal and completely homemade. Really hard to make. When she told me she was making a cheesecake, I was like, are you sure? Here's a (laughs) springform pan and you're stuffing it. Are you sure? (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. It turned out so good. Yes. Completely homemade. No box shit. I don't, when I bake, I go, I go all the way in. There's no boxes for me. I'm all the way from scratch. I got wine drunk. Sarah's son was helping me. We have cute photos of us baking together. Like such a good night. We were feeling good the next day. Cheesecake's ready. Food's ready. But we did one important planning that we were like, this is what we have to do to be able to get through this. We really want to share this with you because it may really help half of you through like this next holiday because it it was a game changer, a game yeah. changer. We're about to tell you all how to hack your stressful family holiday Thanksgivings. It's our inside And it is. This is our secret. It is tried and true. We've only done it one year because we didn't get together last year for because of COVID. We're going to do it in a couple weeks. We're going to do it again. Don't you worry. (laughs) The secret is bingo. Bingo, bitches. (laughs) B-I-N-G-O. We we decided, I don't know. I don't even know when we decided. Like it was probably like a week before we were like, you know what we should do? Let's make a fucking bingo board. It's just between you and I. No one's going to know. And we will secretly play bingo with the family and we'll just make a game out of it. Yeah. And every, every bingo square that we get, we will take a shot. Unless in the it's a double and then we'll take a double shot. And it's like, I think Morgan, you were into a lot of the new like techie games at the time, maybe. And you saw like the bingo app. But what we do is we stress about what we know is going to happen and we start preparing ourselves for like yeah. the hateful comments, you know, the harsh way that we get talked to, all of the behaviors that are toxic, like we're preparing ourselves. And so we just spat it out on a bingo board of all the stuff we know is going to happen. Yeah, we found this incredible app. I hope it still exists. I need to check because it's like two years later. This app basically allows you to create your own bingo board from scratch and then share it with someone. And then you both just like click, like just tap the square when you, when you make it. So, oh God, I hope this app still exists. It was a very (laughs) simple app, but basically. We're going to find one and we're going to share it on Instagram regardless. We'll find one for everyone to use. We said that this wasn't a self-help podcast, but all of a sudden it's a self-help podcast. We're providing you with tools. Right here. (laughs) Y-I-N-D-O. So like we had a square that was like, you know, a square for if anyone mentions, you know, the fact that Morgan's still single. We had a square for if anyone um, got in a verbal altercation. It was a double square if there was a physical altercation. <laughs> there was, um, my husband was also foreign, so mispronouncing his name, nobody could say it. And Even they would repeat it like five times all wrong. <laughs> Yeah, four years later, they still didn't know how to say his name. So that was that was a bingo square. Uh, there was we, one where if, or you go ahead. I was going to say DC being dangerous because Morgan's oh, basically going to get murdered every day because she lives in DC. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's an ongoing thing. I, side note, our entire family has lived in East Tennessee their entire lives. They've never lived elsewhere. So DC is a dangerous, scary city. So that was a square. Any ism. So our family, you know, and it's unconscious bias, whatever you want to call it, but yes. And, and feeling insecure and just not okay with things that are different, but you know, all of the, the racism and 
all the isms, like something always comes out and you yep. know, immediately whenever something inappropriate comes out, cause Morgan does this thing where like her whole body stiffens and she sort of turns <laughs> to the person, but does it really turn her neck? Like her whole body turns. <laughs> she's like, that's really racist for you to say. <laughs> I'm ready to call them out. A yes. poli sci major over here working in politics, <laughs> ready to call your ass out and tell you how you're wrong. Has it ever been effective? No, I need to learn how to convince people <laughs> in a better way. I'm working on it. So we we have this one uh, distant cousin that is an active addict, always nods off. This is Got part a of, the, of the late family. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Got a picture part of the of family. It. He nodded off. He'll nods. It's a thing. <laughs> Yeah, so he he luckily got that square for us. Um, this is the family that's chronically late, and um, yeah, he that was our square. Somebody nods off, and and he did. He got that one, so we got to take a little shot for that one. Yeah. And honestly, the alcohol that we 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 have been doing, or we did that year, um, which again, this is going to be another tradition that we're going to continue. We did uh, bourbon with eggnog, which if y'all are eggnog haters, listen, I disagree. We can all have our own opinions. We'll agree to disagree. But eggnog with some bourbon, Mm -hmm. good as hell. Yes. You get all the fancy like fixings to go with it. And this is coming from a girl over here that doesn't drink dairy, y'all. She's straight up in the like non-traditional dairy stuff (laughs) going on over here, like whole foods, freaking Trader Joe's. (laughs) So yeah, I agree. I'm totally a dairy person. So I do love some eggnog with some heavy alcohol and spice in it. And it is delicious. So good. Yeah. Um, what other bingo squares were there? Were there any other ones that aren't like super, super specific to family stuff? Yeah, there's this thing where like everyone, so our family is really huge on like tangible things, like buying you things. That's how they show us love. They don't Mm -hmm. actually say I love you and they don't actually like show love in an affectionate way. It's I'm going to buy you something. It's got to be monetized. So it's always, well, did I get you that? Did I get you that? Because there for a while. Morgan and I actually played along and we would wear stuff that were bought by our family members. That's true. We did. <laughs> we got to stay petty to stay, to stay sane. <laughs> stay petty to stay sane. Yes. That's the quote of the day. Exactly. Oh my. Yeah, every, every sweater I wear, they're always like, oh, did I get you that? Did Nana get you that? And I'm like, no, this is from H&M. Y'all don't even know what that is. <laughs> I don't even have an H&M. I think actually Knoxville does have an H&M now. But Finally. Still. Finally. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, we also did a shot per high person that came in. Because that's the thing is our people will come in lit. Like they lit prepped. They prepped. <laughs> and then they like gradually get sober and hateful. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We should have included that. Yeah. Obviously the alcoholics and addicts already come super messed up to Thanksgiving. And then they slowly start to sober up because obviously we're not allowed to have alcohol or anything or, you know, unless they brought their extra toothache pill, but usually they didn't. So they would start to sober up towards the end of the meal. And after they've eaten, you know, eating always sobers you up. Then they get real cranky. That's when the altercation usually happens. Are you ready to go? It's time to go. Time to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was never like hanging out for a long time. Thanksgiving, once you ate, you may get like 30 minutes after that. You clean up maybe 30 minutes to sit and then they're sober and they need to go get not sober again. So oh. it's look, time to go. Are you ready? Let's go. Come on. Get your, get your stuff. Come on. Hurry get up. your coat. Let's go. What are you doing? Hurry up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to visit my family that I don't see often. <laughs> I would like to relax and sit here for a bit, but I guess we've got to go because you're feeling sober. <laughs> <laughs> got to go medicate. Got to go re-up, re-it up. 
you know, the fun part is um, I did marry into a family that was extremely fun, loved them to death, still love them to death to this day. But we actually had a, a really great slaps giving with them one year too. So sometimes <laughs> their addicts in the family would get a little out of control and um, literally was pinned on a couch watching one of my relatives slap the teeth like dentures <laughs> out of another one's mouth <laughs> and continued to hold that person down. And I'm just sitting there like most people would probably be traumatized right now. This is normal. I just got to wait for them to finish and then I can stand back up. Like <laughs> I'll go get some more ham in a minute. It'll be fine. I was just yeah, like, luckily, oh, that was our teeth. There they go. <laughs> luckily you were, you were ready for that. I'm sure I was you were like, oh, oh, bring oh, it. I, I guess <laughs> this is familiar. Bring I feel like it. I married the right family this time. Yes. I feel perfectly at home now. We're great. <laughs> I feel so welcomed and at home. <laughs> oh God. Well, and I mean, that's like a great segue. Cause like the, the ex that I've talked about before um, in the last few episodes, like his family is like the best family and their Thanksgivings are like the most joyous occasions. It's like a three day event where like one night is like, they do like lamb, all these different types of seasoned lamb and like, it's just like a whole thing. And they always played poker after Thanksgiving night. Like I, I, so I, the trade-off in our relationship, cause this was the, again, the one that I lived with, like we, we graduated college together. We moved to, you know, Nashville together, learned how to be adults together. So when we would travel back from Nashville to East Tennessee to see our families, the trade-off because his family, they were non-practicing Jews. So like Christmas wasn't really a thing, neither was Hanukkah. Um, so they went all out for Thanksgiving so our trade-off in our relationship was like, we'll do your family's Thanksgiving and then we'll do my family's Christmas. Um, so I, I missed a few Thanksgivings, those like three years that we were together. They were bleak. They were real bleak. <laughs> I'm so sorry I left you alone. I'll never do it again. I was just like tandem with my stepdad, making it through. <laughs> yeah, and I missed some, there were some altercations that I missed those years because yes, I remember yes. you calling me afterwards. But I'm, I'm so sorry that I, I left you for those Thanksgivings. Again, never again. I'm sorry. My future husband, honey, <laughs> we, we can't leave Sarah alone on Thanksgiving ever again. So, uh, yeah, bring your family, to, I guess. I mean, there was like a group and then those years Morgan missed it dwindled and dwindled and dwindled because it was like the absolute I'm not coming back again because of what <laughs> happened. Yeah, literally. But I will say that last one that we had before COVID where we did the bingo. Because we had copious amounts of alcohol, we had actual good food, and we were in control, uh, and nobody had to worry about cleaning up or anything like that. It was actually the most pleasant, and I started my own tradition with the the pecan pie cheesecake, which is mm-hmm. a huge hit. It was actually a very pleasant Thanksgiving. It was probably the first pleasant Thanksgiving we've ever had because we were we were anticipating the stuff that would have been shitty. We were anticipating the mean comments. We were looking out for the verbal altercations because mm-hmm. we were like, we're trying to win bingo. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it on, y'all. Like we're trying to win. Look, we were close to blackout. Just saying. <laughs> World close. We pretty drunk. I think we had to <laughs> nap once everyone left. No, I'm in and the it board. Was so the board was almost blacked out. Oh, we go for Yeah, we almost got a full. Luckily, there wasn't a, f- a physical altercation. It wasn't so a double physical no. altercation. 
We didn't get that one. Um, but I mean, we were really close to getting it. We were spot on and it was a, it was a pretty pleasant Thanksgiving. Everyone had a good time. I have great photos from that Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone was casually drinking. My dad had beers all night or all day. I was drinking all day. Uh, I think even both of my grandmothers had some alcohol. Yes. Um, my mom obviously was drinking. Like everyone was just like casually drinking in moderation. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, we didn't hate anything. It was actually really pleasant. And even though all those things still happened, it was like, wow, this must be what it's like to have Thanksgiving with your family and not have your nerves so balled up and messed up that you can't choke down the chicken that's crumbling (laughs) as it goes down your throat because it's so dry. Yeah, no, exactly. The The level of preparation we did mentally with our bingo board and physically with our own cooking and having it in our own environment was absolutely key because mm-hmm. we were in control and it was a good ass time. <laughs> and I will say last year for Thanksgiving, even though we didn't actually get together with our family, I still made my pecan pie cheesecake. So that's our tradition. I was drunk when I made it again. And it was very good. It was a yes. hit. And I'm going to make it this year. I'm coming in early because I have a remote job. Um, so I will be staying at Sarah's for like two weeks. We're going to ha- we're gonna make our bingo again. I'm going to make my cheesecake, my pecan pie cheesecake again. And we're going to be ready. I can't wait for the pecan pie cheesecake. I'm so excited. I will say kicking it back to the Thanksgiving we're talking about, it did kind of end bad. I don't know if you remember my mother wasn't able to attend because of her choices. So Morgan's mother was very upset about it. And she starts sort of drilling me about it. And Morgan's dad is like this peacemaker. And I think we've shared like the musical intro and outro is something that he composed and, and has, you know, performed for us. So like, love it when he brings his guitar, he'll just break it out, start playing. And whenever like the tension gets high and like the meanness starts, he just starts playing louder, man. He's just like... <laughs> He's trying to keep this room level, you know, like let's just listen to some music. He's so good at it. Yeah, I guess I, that's right. I, I forgot that that's how it ended. Yeah. Was with, with, with a little bit of tension, but nothing that the guitar can't fix. From so like dad. not to bring up more trauma, but wasn't there a situation? Was that the one where there's a situation on the way home then after that? Because your dad stuck up for me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like that was a different time. Maybe it was. I know that. I think that was. <clears throat> we might have. Well, definitely. Well, shit. We've already said it. There was a. There was a time when. I'm pretty sure this was in the summer. Like this was during summer. There was a time when um, we had some family over. I think it was like just my parents and my mom had had too much to drink or take or whatever she was on, and she got real mean and real aggressive and pulled a knife on my dad that night. In the car, mm-hmm. I believe. I don't know. It all blends together, truly. Yeah, but I don't think that's Thanksgiving because I, th- I feel like that was in a su- in the summer. Yeah, I think that was separate. But I do think there was a situation on the way back, and your dad like left because she was mm-hmm. really angry with him for like calling her down to leave me alone. <laughs> that sounds right. I mean, honestly, the the physical altercations and they all blend together. Yes, truly. Mm-hmm. It's hard to remember which one happened when. Yes, exactly. But overall, it was the best Thanksgiving we've ever had. Yes. Yes. This year's going to be better. We're going to we're gonna bring it up a notch. We're going to bring it up a notch. Um, how are we going to bring it up a notch? We'll go ahead and talk about on the bingo board. So I am a single 
woman. And, you know, it's probably a generational thing at some point, really. But our family does not believe that you can be a single woman and be happy. Like your life is not fulfilled unless you have a husband. And Mm -hmm. so that's a big thing right now. It's, are you talking to somebody? Are you dating? Are you going to get, you know, in another relationship? Well, what are you doing? Are you okay? And it's like, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm good. (laughs) I I promise. Like I just had this conversation with a peer. I can be by myself. Like I figured (laughs) it out. Like I don't have to depend on someone else. I promise. Like I'm really good and they won't believe me. Well, I hope you find somebody soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is the first Thanksgiving in like some years, definitely in our adulthood that we've both been single. Maybe the first one that we've both been single actually. Ever. Like as adults, since we were both adults, this might be the very first one. Yeah. So this will be interesting because two years ago I was single and you were married. Um, Last year we both weren't single. This year we're both single. Yeah. So who wants to be our surprise dates to this fun Thanksgiving? Yeah. I mean, you will be like, they'll be real nice to you. Strangers. mm, We can't have no, no mean family members when strangers are around, especially. No, everybody. (laughs) Oh yeah. Everybody's acting right. Everybody. They're hiding their. Yeah. All that. Hey, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah. Bringing like a new boyfriend definitely does keep everyone on their, not their best behavior, but like they, they don't act (laughs) like they normally would for sure. Very nice to your face. Very nice. So we're going to post the bingo app in case anybody also wants to partake in our secret. And if you do share your board with us, we want to see it. We want to see what happens. We want to see what you anticipate and what actually occurs. (laughs) Yes. No, we want to see your bingo. Please make a bingo board. I promise you it makes your stressful Thanksgiving so much better. Um, please share it with us. We're going to post the app. If you guys choose to use the same app or even, you know what, get more creative than we did. Make your, make it a fucking craft night. Make, maybe your new tradition is making a bingo board craft the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Instead of making a pecan pie cheesecake drunk. Yeah. Maybe that's your new, new thing. I'm going to pray that app still exists. We'll let you guys know by the time this episode airs, we'll, we'll have done the research to make sure the app still exists. If it doesn't though, make your own somehow and share it with us. We want to see your, we want you to do bingo boards as well. We want you to share your bingo boards with us. But most importantly, we want you to respect yourself, take care of yourself, not feel responsible for other people's needs and happiness, you know, take some time for self-care, take some time Mm -hmm. each week to dedicate to yourself, you know, just be healthy, take care of your mental health. Yeah. And, and like we, you know, we're saying like, you know, take shots if you, you know, get a bingo board or whatever, but like, you know, if, if drinking's not your thing, if you're sober, whatever, then do what you got to do though, to like prepare for the holidays. If they're a stressful time, whether that means like grounding yourself before doing a little meditation, going for a little jog before, like do whatever it takes to like be able to go to Thanksgiving in like a positive mindset because Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving can be hard. I mean, even thinking about like the political differences among generations, like that alone is like a super stressful thing that comes up for a lot of people. Um, even in like your quote unquote average household, um, that can be stressful or, you know, just 
family gatherings can always be tough. So whether you do a bingo board or not, and whether you involve alcohol with it or not, um, we definitely want you guys to, to take control of your Thanksgiving and your holidays and be able to take your own power back and like not let it become a stressful situation for you. Yes. So like whatever that looks. Yeah. Take your power back. Fucking take your Thanksgiving back and make it your own. And break the cycle. Break that fucking cycle. Make your own traditions. Break the cycle. Take your power back. Stay healthy. Take care of yourself. Yeah. We want to hear from you. Email us reach out to us. We want to talk. We want to hear stories. We want to hear what you think. We want to hear the things we're doing wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, we definitely want to hear from you and, and start building that community. Yeah. Let us know whatever. Send us your favorite or your worst family Thanksgiving meals, anything we want to hear. Send us your best Thanksgiving stories. If you guys have also had some slapsgivings, please share that with us and tell us how you've dealt with it yeah. as an and how you've taken your power back. <laughs> um, yeah, email us at familytraumapod at gmail.com. Go DM us on Instagram at familytraumapod. Um, otherwise, yeah. what do you always say? We got to start memorizing this. Value yourself, respect yourself, take care of your mental health, man. Like, don't be ashamed to talk about it. Bye. Okay, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs>